lessons learned And how they scars shown but no respect was earned You choose not to live your life Well last your concern But death come for all my nigga We all get a turn How many niggas be the same when that court adjourned Tell the devil he New location That's <laughs> just way show Brother Dre, my man JT, he came down. Four hour drive. Four hours? Four hour drive came down to kick it with your boy, Brother Dre. Hope you are well. If you're watching this live, let me know how we're sounding. Let me know how we're looking. Uh, JT is 23. He is an options and tech giant. No job, even though, even though we don't job share, but he doesn't have one. He hasn't had one for a while. And just all around cool dude. I like him. So everybody meet JT. Appreciate the introduction, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, we definitely don't job shame. Um, but, you know, I haven't worked a nine to five since 2019. I've been blessed enough to be in a position where my entrepreneurial endeavors and my trading get to uh, pay for my lifestyle. So it's definitely a blessing. My name is Joseph Taylor. Most people know me as JT. I'm a full-time trader, investor, and entrepreneur. I've uh, been studying the stock market since 2016. Really got consistent with it in 2018. Went full-time a year later, 2019. Also started a community that year, Impact Investments, where I help beginners get started, teach them, give them learning resources, classes through Zoom, live trading every single day. Uh, been running that ever since. And then in the middle of last year, I launched my tech company. It's a trading software called Capital Flow. So what we do there is we show you in real time what the wealthiest and most successful traders on the market are buying. So that's going to be your hedge funds, your institutions, multimillionaires, and you can get that insight into what the big money is doing and you can make the same moves as some of the best traders on the market. This boy is cold. I'm, I'm very impressed. What is a stock option? So stock options are a derivative of the stock. So buying options is a little bit different than buying shares because when you're buying shares, that's something you can hold forever, right? And you can pass it down to your children, grandchildren. It's yours. You own a piece of that company. When you're buying an option, you don't actually own a piece of the company and you can't hold it forever. There's an expiration date and there's different expiration dates. Some are short, some you can hold for years, but at some point you're going to either have to exercise the option or uh, sell it back to the market. And with the type of trading that I do, we buy the stock options and then we sell them later at a higher price. So it's more like uh, in and out, you know, trading is more that quick money versus investing in the stocks, which is that long-term money. What makes you qualify? Like I said, um, I've been studying since 2016. I've always had a passion for finance and really business specifically. I think that's why I chose to go into stocks and the stock market because that's the study of businesses when you're studying the stock market. And so I've been doing this since 2016. Um, I am a young guy, but, you know, I, I feel like in this day and age, you can't disqualify people because of their age. And, you know, I've got hundreds of, at this point, thousands of testimonials from people. You can see all on my social media saying how much money I helped them make, how I've changed their lives and all that. People used to say, not, not very long ago, that stocks are for white people people did used to say that and i no not that long ago and i think the pandemic is what really kind of shifted that mindset you know where our people were looking like yo there's easy money in the markets and stocks crypto options investing and i think that a lot of times we say that because that's what we've seen growing up we've only seen white people talk about trading and investing in stocks whether it's 
in real life and even in movies and stuff like that. But yeah, so that's why, like, for me, I always post on social media to show people that you can be young and black and still get to this money in the stock market. Overrated, underrated, outdated. Kind of depends. So I went to college for a little bit. I didn't finish. I was there from 2018 until 2020. So I got to, I went to a small school uh, called University of Lynchburg right in my hometown. And um, I definitely recognize some of the benefits there. I think as far as mostly like networking, getting in right getting in the right circles, I think that's a benefit. I think a lot of people don't take advantage of that. They're, they just there to party and <laughs> you know, all that. But um, overall, I do think it's kind of overrated just because of the cost associated with it. And a lot of times the return on investment is not even there. You know, there are certain jobs, doctor, lawyer, engineer, where the return on investment is there. College makes sense. But if you're just going for general studies or something like that, just to say that you have a degree, I think that's definitely overrated, especially with how many ways there are to make money now without a college degree. What makes somebody a successful options trader? What makes somebody a failure at options? So obviously the goal with trading is to make money. And there's a lot of different ways to make money with options trading. But I say, as long as you are making more money than you're losing, that means you're a profitable trader. So the goal is to be profitable. And the difference between a profitable trader and a losing trader it can be a lot of things, but I think some of the main ones are greed. Um, people just try to get rich quick, get rich overnight, instead of treating it like a process, like a journey. You know what I mean? Taking the uh, taking the long route. Too many people just want to want that get rich quick. You know what I mean? And technically, you can get rich quick with options, but if that's how you, yeah, it hardly ever happens. So if that's your goal, think I'm just gonna get rich quick, then you're not gonna be a successful trader. I have two thousand dollars. I want to make money. I come to you and say, I got two grand. What can you do for me? What would you tell me to do? So the first thing you need to do, if you got 2K and you're ready to start trading options, you need to open up a brokerage account. So the best one is going to be Thinkorswim by TD Ameritrade. So there's a couple options. Um, Robinhood is a pretty popular one. Webull is another pretty popular one. But um, Thinkorswim is definitely the best. It's the fastest, rarely ever lags. Um, there's a lot of in-app tools you can use so it's the most complete platform and then after that yeah you need to get a trading strategy so there's a few different strategies but there's three kind of basic ones that most people are going to use the first one is technical analysis which is looking at the charts you know those red and green lines that you definitely see a lot um so that's technical analysis and then there's a lot of like sub strategies within there and then the second one is going to be fundamental analysis, which is looking at news, say this company just released a new product. So you might expect the stock to go up or this company just had a bunch of layoffs or, you know, whatever you're looking at different news. And then the third strategy, which is my personal favorite, is going to be following the options flow, which is like what we talked about at the beginning, seeing what that big money is doing. Right. So I'm watching these multimillionaire traders and think about it like this. If you see somebody putting $10 million into one single trade, that's some serious money. And I don't care how much money you have, you're not going to just put $10 million on a guest. Nobody wants to lose 10 M's. Yeah, you know what I mean? So when you see somebody spending $10 million on a trade, 
they have some serious conviction because typically they have some inside information that the rest of us don't have access to. So I can watch options so I can see a $10 million trade. And then right behind that, another person put 500,000 into the same trade, 2 million, 100,000, 5 million, whatever. So I'm seeing millions and millions of dollars going to this trade. I might not have that same amount of money to put in, but I can still make the same trade with a few hundred or a few thousand and just make the same moves as those big money traders. Most money I ever made on a trade was 25K. I made it trading Tesla back in 2020 when Tesla stock was just running up crazy every single day. That was when Tesla stock really became kind of popular. Elon was a trending topic every single day in the news. Um, he was tweeting a lot and Tesla became almost kind of like a, uh, what you would call like a meme stock, where it's just real popular on social media. And when something gets trending on social media, there's usually a lot of money that goes into it. So it was interesting. The biggest loss I had was actually that same day. <laughs> it was the same day. I was being dumb because I was up 50K on Tesla. And I should have just took it all, took the profit. But then I ended up trying to double it again. And so I lost half of it. So I lost 25 of that 50. My biggest trading month ever was about $80,000. A combination of day trading and swing trading. At the time, I was doing mostly short-term swings, um, which means I'm just holding the options trade overnight for either one to two nights. I do both, but I look at options as a form of active income because when you buy and hold, the only way that you're really going to be able to make that money is by pulling it out of the market. And then at that point, you no longer have the money growing for you, working for you. But with options, that's just a way of turning money into more money and then paying yourself to, you know, go and uh, fund your lifestyle. At 30, I really see myself, one of my goals is to kind of become a philanthropist in a way. And um, so I, I've been in this tech space for a little while now, about a year. And I met a lot of people that have genius ideas. And when I say genius, like brilliant folks. And the only reason that their company has not been started yet is because they don't have the funds to bring it to life themselves. And I was fortunate enough to be in a position where I could fund my own tech company. So one thing I want to do is to be able to start investing in some of these other people's ideas and helping them bring their tech companies to life. So I had the greatest parents ever, great mother, great father, um, raised me with good morals, good values. Um, you know, if I didn't do well in school, I'd be on punishment. So stayed on punishment a lot because <laughs> I was not, uh, I was not a great student. I was just, uh, I was always focused on the money, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely shout out to my parents. My dad was in software too. So, um, picked some stuff up from him. My mom was a nurse and, um, they raised me and my sister. She's two years older than me. So definitely want to say shout out to the Earn Your Leisure guys. Um, you know, they're the biggest in the space. They're doing their thing. And then a lot of the folks that they kind of have on their platforms, I really like their content. Shout out to uh, 19 Keys. Yeah, shout out to uh, Ian Dunlap. All of those people kind of within that, that EYL circle, I think they're really the ones that kind of Main, made this uh, investing, trading, entrepreneurship thing kind of mainstream and, and just paved the lane for, for a lot of folks. So shout out to them. That's a good question. I think there's a lot of reasons. And to be fair, there are some scammers in the space, you know what I mean? But I think that overall, from what I've seen, there's a lot of value given out. And I think that people say this thing of, oh, well, 
if you were really successful, you wouldn't be, you know, charging people to, to teach. You wouldn't be teaching people. You wouldn't be helping people. And I think that's a really limited mindset. I think that if you are successful, especially if you're from our community, your goal should be able to give back because you see how behind we are. You see that they got the uh, estimated black uh, network to be a zero very soon. So I think that if you are one of the ones that's fortunate enough to make it out, you should be giving back. You should be helping. So that's a great question. I think Apple should always be up there. Um, Apple is the biggest company in the world. It's a tech company and really tech in general. I think that you look at the way that the world is going. We went from having oil companies be the biggest not too long ago. And now we're in a tech world where the biggest companies, the most valuable companies are tech. Um, you got, you know, of course, Apple, you got your Microsoft, you got your NVIDIAs. I think tech is something that I'm invested in heavily. I really believe in tech. That's why I wanted to start my own tech company. So the definitely the top tech companies. And I would say instead of trying to pick individuals, you can buy an ETF, which is basically a basket of stocks. So a bunch of stocks kind of put into one ticker. And the tech one is called QQQ. It's 100 of the biggest tech stuff tech companies on the stock market. People should have Roth IRAs, especially we want to talk about retirement plans. A lot of young people my age, I know, don't think about retirement. They just want to make a bunch of money right now in the short term. Of course, everybody does. But, you know, when you want to talk about having children and, you know, settling down one day, having something to give back to them, you need to be able to have that retirement fund for yourself and not just for yourself, but for the future. Because we want to talk about generational wealth. Generational wealth isn't just what you give to your kids. Generations is your kids, 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 kids. So, you know, that has to start somewhere. Yeah, marriage is a goal. Like I said, I was raised by my parents that were married and I saw them really work as a team on a lot of different things. I think that humans are not meant to live and die alone. I think that we're social creatures um, and having children is something that's important to me. And I want my uh, the mother of my children to be my wife. I want to have that partnership. I just, I just think that you're doing things backwards, in my opinion, when people have children first, especially if, you know, you're having children with someone that's a stranger that you barely know, you were just kind of hooking up. So I think that the correct way to go about it is fall in love with someone and then get married and plan to have children. Because a lot of times I think this baby mama, baby daddy stuff, it's unplanned children right and I think that's when a lot of people talk down on their baby mamas baby daddies but every married person who has children that I ask they'll tell you when they fell in love got married and decided we want to have children that's a that's the best decision that they made in their life <laughs> so I make this joke a lot um because sometimes people ask me how much money do I make and I tell them I make unlimited amounts of money it's just <laughs> infinite and the reason I say that is because for me, it's not even about the dollar amount. It's about how much time you actually have. Because if you're making 250000 a year, you're technically rich. But I say, if you got to work 18-hour days, you got a boss that, and you're one wrong move away from slipping up and being losing all that money, then that's not the lifestyle that I would want to live. So I feel like I'm rich because I'm able to make money from anywhere in the world. I can travel when I want. Uh, go where I want. I don't have to ask anybody's permission to 
you know, go out and do these things. Like I just woke up today, just drove down to Atlanta to come kick it with you. I didn't have to ask nobody. And I still got to make money while I was here. I made some money on the road while I was here. So, so since we were just talking about relationships, one thing I noticed is I think that there's kind of a certain expectation when you're a young man, especially if you're making money and the expectation is you're supposed to be this girl, that girl, new girl every weekend, just running through all these girls, right? And if that's what you want to do, then, you know, by all means, you can. I spent a little bit of my life doing that, so I'm not judging anybody. But what I notice is there's not a lot of value that comes from that. I think the value really comes from having a woman that loves you, that cares about you, that can protect your spirit, that can speak life into you when you're down and praise for you and when you have that that's when you have real value you're not going to get any value as a man from just running through a bunch of different girls that you don't even really care about so i think that everybody should be an investor i encourage everyone to invest we talked about nine to fives a little bit ago and not everybody should quit their job i don't ever encourage anybody to quit their job not everybody can be an entrepreneur not everyone can be a full-time trader um, but I do think everyone should have a nine to five, especially because the goal is multiple streams of income, right? So even if you go from making good money in trading and investing, now you can go part-time at your job, part-time as a trader and or investor, and you can still make plenty of money from both lanes because when you only have that one stream of income, especially if it's something like trading or investing and it slows up, now you're going to be in a tough spot. And if you still have that second job or that second stream of income from a job, then you'll be able to balance life a little bit better. So so do I have a six figure net worth? Um, technically, it's actually in the seven figures. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, tech companies, man. Those those valuations are one of the most attractive things about owning a tech company because you can get like a 10 times valuation multiple of your um, annual recurring revenue. So basically, if you make $100,000 a year in a tech company, you times that times 10. Now your tech company is valued at a million dollars. So there's a lot of different types of tech companies. There's fintech, which is financial tech. Um, there's healthcare technology. Um, there's education technology. Um, I have a fintech, which is financial technology. Um, so the financial technology is anything that helps people make money or manage money through an app, website, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's actually pretty interesting. Um, in 2020, I had a guy come into my Discord community and he let me know that he has a background in tech. So if I ever have any tech-related needs, just reach out to him. And he probably had the fastest journey I've seen from a beginner to a pro when it came to trading. Like within a month, he really got this down and was making crazy money. So I made him an admin in my group met up with him in 2021, went out to Denver, Colorado, and we talked not to go meet. I actually went down some other business, but he lived there at the time. So I told him, you know, come pull up. We had the, we had a house, nice house up in the mountains. So I told him, you know, come pull up, man. We we're out there skiing, snowmobiling. Um, but yeah, I told him, come pull up. And then we just had a conversation, which was basically how can we build on top of what's already been created, which is the discord community because with the community, we have beginners come in and we teach them, not just give them trades, but actually teach them how to do this on their own. And one of a few things happens after they kind of get to the point from a beginner to a pro is now they're either going to stay with us and show love because they learn from us. They feel like they learn 
and they no longer necessarily need to be in the Discord community, so they kind of do their own thing. And what we wanted to be able to do was we make it easy for people to go from a beginner to a pro. Now we want to make it easier for people to continue their journey once they feel like they no longer need that beginner education. So that was the point of capital flow. And you get to now, once you're comfortable and confident enough to find your own trades, we have something that's going to make that even easier for you too. Yeah, so we are doing over 10K a month in both platforms. And I think to be successful at some point, I would say you need a team around you. A lot of people want to do this thing solo. You know what I mean? But if you want to talk about an academy, a school, um, especially something where like, with what we do where you're showing up every single day. It's not just like we send you a link and then never talk to you again. I show up, I show up every single day in my Discord community. I get on voice, I get on calls and I talk to people every day. And obviously that's not something that I could do over the long term because there's gonna be days where I get sick, go out of town, whatever. So having a team around me definitely really helped me grow my academy. And two, because the stock market, there's so many different ways to make money and so many angles you can look at it from. It's impossible for one person to see everything that goes on in the market. So you can bring in different people that see things maybe from a different perspective. And then that uh, just widens the range that you're able to teach within the academy. So my Discord community is $50 a month right now. Um, I did used to do one-on-ones. I had to put a temporary pause on the one-on-ones because the tech company is still kind of in the early stages. So that's taking up a lot of that extra free time I had to really kind of lock in with folks one-on-one. Um, now, one-on-one price, it, it used to be low. Um, it used to be uh, $1,000 for uh, a few calls, like three to five calls. And um I can't say what it's going to be when I start doing that again, but uh, it's going to be more. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, it is going to be more. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but uh, just kind of juggling a lot right now, trying to get this app launched, but um, we'll see. So how is it managing two companies simultaneously? It definitely keeps me busy. I think one thing that really helps me is that both of my companies are within the same lane of options trading. Options trading is what I've been studying since 2016. And that's what I built two of my companies around. And, you know, I see a lot of people, they might have a company about real estate and then they have a clothing brand. And then they have basically a bunch of companies that aren't necessarily connected or within the same lane. And I think that's when it, things can really get kind of hard to juggle, but because mine are both kind of under the same umbrella, it's still a lot of work, but it makes it a lot easier. Cause I can kind of when one company grows, the other one is going to grow together because, like I said, the pathway for my customers is coming as a beginner, get the knowledge. Now you're ready for the next step, which is the next company. There is a yearly option also. We have lifetimes every now and then. That's not something that's always open. It'll be like we do lifetime drops maybe a few times a year. We haven't even had one yet this year, Um, but since you asked, probably bring one back uh, around the time this drops. I like the monthly subscription option because, you know, I think the goal is to have recurring revenue over one-time payments. Um, of course, you want to, it's good to have those one-time payments too, like from lifetimes and things like that. But I'm a young guy, I'm 23 right now. So my goal is to build cash flow. Uh, I want as much cash flow as possible. Um, so that's why I really love that monthly, re uh, monthly recurring revenue option. So 
it's still kind of new. It's kind of fresh, man. But um, so far, everything is great. And she really is everything that I need in a woman. Like I was talking about earlier, she really loves me, really appreciates me, um, really can kind of speak life into me when I'm down, can can bring the best out of me. And I think that's something that's really rare, especially nowadays, um, you know, to find someone that truly wants the best for you and can bring the best out of you. So once I really started recognizing that, and it's not something that clicked at first because it wasn't something that I see a lot. So once it really kind of clicked, I was like, yeah, we got to go ahead and and lock this down. <laughs> um, I met her through uh, actually a friend of mine. We I kind of knew her from a pat from the past, but we kind of reconnected through another friend, and we just started talking, and things just kind of grew from there. Yeah, definitely. I think your upbringing kind of sets the tone for who you're gonna be as an adult. So, I think that's that's huge. Your 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 upbringing is is everything. Have I ever had to fire an employee? Yeah, I have a couple of times. And let me tell you, the first time, like, I felt bad about it. Like, I felt terrible because, you know, this is a grown adult that's counting on this income, um, you know, and it's going to hurt them. But as I kind of mature within business, I just started to understand that keeping a bad employee around is going to do much more damage for a lot more people versus firing them, especially the way my businesses are structured. We help other people make money. And so I need my employees, everybody to be on the same page so we can help our customers the best. And if I keep a bad employee around, not only am I going to suffer in the business, but my customers suffering at this point, I've got, I've got thousands of them. So that's not something that I can have. So um, definitely willing to to let go of one bad apple to save the rest of the ship. Uh, through social media a lot, man. Social media, I think, is the best way to market, especially now in 2023. You know, like TV commercials and billboard ads are good for some things, but I feel like in some ways those are kind of outdated. You have to be online. Everybody's on Instagram, on TikTok, YouTube, whatever. Um, you have to put yourself out there every day too, because. I've seen some people say, you know, once they get their following to a certain level, they feel like, oh, I don't have to market anymore. You know what I mean? But you think about something like Apple. Apple is the most valuable company on the planet and they still run commercials. They're still on TV. They still want to put their stuff in your face. So unless you think you're bigger or more successful as a company than Apple, which nobody is, then why would you feel like you no longer need to market like you got to be posting yourself constantly that's a good question i would have to go with apple just because i feel like apple has the most adaptability because apple they're a tech company right people think of phones probably first when you think of apple but really apple can create anything and sell anything like they're talking about this apple car like apple can become a car company if they want to they could sell they could sell apple houses when they like you know what i mean so i feel like a company that's adaptable is a company that's going to survive because in business, certain things, just certain products over time, it just become outdated. So if you're able to attach your brand to just being able to create anything and get in any lane, then I feel like you're the one that's going to survive the longest. First word that comes to mind is dinosaur. We talked about adaptability. I feel like IBM is still good, but I feel like they've always kind of been behind when it comes to innovating in the tech space. I got a lot of respect for you because from what I understand, you've been in this 
online financial literacy space for a long time before it was mainstream, before it was cool, before it was trending to talk about financing and getting your money right as a black person. And I think I saw, um, I know I saw some clip of you, I don't remember what year it was, but it had to be like eight, nine, 10 years ago, something like that. And I was like, okay, this brother's been in the space for a long time. He's definitely knows what he's talking about. He gets a lot of respect. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to connect with you. I like his podcast. I actually like what he most recently did with the, um, uh, getting the younger folks on there because I think that's, that's, yeah, that's something that's needed because me being a young guy, I'm 23 and, you know, I know a lot of people within the space. I go to networking events, podcasts, all that. And, um, they're just ha like, I, one thing I was talking about, I haven't seen a networking event that's specifically for people under 25. And I think that's something that's, I, yeah, I think that's something that's needed. So I really like what they're doing with that. Just introducing this stuff in a way where it's packaged specifically for my generation. InvestFest last year was dope. Um, I never thought I would see, how many people they had? 20,000 something? 13, 14,000? Like 13, 14,000 people all in one building to learn about finances and getting your money right. Like, I think that was really dope because usually you see something like that is for entertainment, a concert, whatever, sports. But for them to be able to pack out arenas and um, conference rooms and all that stuff for financial literacy I think that definitely shows how far we've came in this space yeah 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 I, I've known X for a while um I listened to his podcast actually that was one of my favorite podcasts when I was still delivering pizza for Domino's I would listen to a uh, to Millionaire Mindsets before they had the big uh big studio and all that it was just audio and I went on there and uh I went on there. I was at the time I was the youngest guest. I was 19. And I think, yeah, I was on the show. This was this was a few years back. Um, I was 19, and I think they've had someone younger than me. I think maybe Kelly. Shout out to Kelly OG. Um, but yeah, X came out to my 21st birthday party in Houston. Um, yeah, he came out and showed love, man. So X is X is a, a good dude, man. I've seen him grow that platform um for the past few years. So shout out to Xavier. I think when you think about long-term investing, you got to be able to see the vision of the brand because there's a lot of companies that within the first few years, they might not have even made money. Um, Amazon is a pretty good example. They were losing a lot of money in the beginning, but if you could actually see the vision to where, okay, this is going to become more than just an online bookseller, it'll grow and they'll be able to sell anything online and you still invest in it, then you can make a lot of money, right? You can make millions. So I think that looking beyond what they're necessarily doing right now and paying attention to their future broadcast um, and what they talk about they plan on doing is one of the most important things when looking to invest. You need to put your pride to the side. So what do I tell someone that's 23 years old with no money who wants to be rich by 30? The first thing you need to do is put your pride to the side. You need to start having some money coming in, right? I don't care if you work at a fast food job. I don't care if you're shoveling snow out of people's driveways. You need to do something to get money. There shouldn't be nothing where you say, I'm not going to do this. Because if you're broke, you need to do what you got to do to make some money, right? And then from there, you need to start investing your money, right? So you need to get to a point where, say, some people, if you live it, if you can stay at home, that's what I talk about putting your pride to the side. If you can still stay at home and stay with your parents and not have to pay rent 
and keep your expenses low. That's a big one too. Stop trying to go out to the club all the time. Stop trying to buy the chains and the Jordans and all this. Cause I was there, I've been there before. And you want to talk about being rich at 30. None of that stuff is going to help you get rich at 30. You need to start making some money and then you need to learn a skill of how to turn that money into more money. My skill of choice, of course, is trading. And then at that point, you can have those multiple income streams. You can live off of one, you can invest the other one and then just continue to grow from there. Their purpose is their mission, right? So think of life like, like a video game, like GTA, right? You got, you got a bunch of side missions you can do here and there, little things, but you have that main mission, which is the main storyline, which is the focus. So your main mission should always be your work and you know, getting this money up, growing these brands, growing these businesses, becoming more successful, really getting on that self-improvement route. And I'm not saying you can't enjoy that other stuff, but you just gotta look at it as side missions. It's not part of the main goal. You do it every now and then, but you gotta stay locked in on that main goal most of the time. You can join Impact Investments. Or uh, just click the um go to follow me on Instagram. It's at the Almighty JT. And I have the link in my bio where it's got everything. Um, you can join Impact Investments, which is an educational community. You can sign up for Capital Flow, which is the options flow service, gonna show you what those big money traders are buying. Uh, not at the moment. Um, I was blessed enough to be in a position where I could put my own funds up. I didn't need to go to investors or anything like that. Um, and the, in the beginning, I actually planned to have investors. Um, but they were kind of BSing me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, I said, forget it. I got my own money. I'm going in. Let's go in. Let's get this growing. And it's, it's paid off. It's been a blessing. Lessons learned, uh, and how they scars shown, but no respect was earned. Uh, you choose not to live your life, well, last your concern. But death come for all, my nigga. We all get a turn. How many niggas be the same when that court adjourned? Uh, Tell the devil he.